Kristen and Nige for breakfast. Old friends, new way to wake up on Mix 106.3. I stand alone from this headline I'd like to point out before I read it. James Dean set to star a new film through digital resurrection, Horrifying Fans. Yeah. So for whatever reason, uh, Hollywood's decided we need Jimmy Dean mm. back from the dead yes. in a movie. And the thing is, Kristen... Uh, to paraphrase the million dollar man or six million dollar man back in the day, we have the technology. Yes. We can do this now. Mm. And I'm not talking about digging up uh, uh, James Dean and, and literally resurrecting him. Yeah. But through digital editing techniques and mm. using existing file footage they have of James Dean, they can and will mm. put him in a new movie. It's so it's so bizarre. Um, and and, and the, I guess for me, the thing that creeps me out is, and you hear it a lot with artists, you know, like Prince. Um, I even believe potentially Michael Jackson. There were songs that they never chose to release. Oh, from then, the vault. From the vault. Yeah. And then after they passed away, the estate releases it for them. And it's never well, sat well with me because I'm like, they... It's their choice. It's their music. But you Latoya know? Jackson's, you know, uh, uh, surgical, like her, her plastic surgery is not going to pay for itself, is it? She needs a new car, night. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know? just never really sat well with me, you know? And I guess it's like, you know, James Dean bringing, you know, bringing him back, you know, as a hologram or however they're actually going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a hologram. Like, He's just going to be in the film. But still, like... There'll be a dude and he go, oh, it's James Dean. I mean, first of all, that's not his choice. He didn't choose well, he's dead. He doesn't star. care anymore. Yeah, but still, like, isn't it his right to choose whether he gets to be a part of it? And second well, of all, when he was if alive, it was. If yeah, we're but... consistently living in the past, it doesn't allow for that new generation of actors to come through. You know, everybody needs to get their start somewhere. Oh, yeah, but it's not like, you know, I mean, we still have other actors. It, mm. It's not like James Dean is going to be the only actor we ever use from now on in. Mm. They're just putting him in one film. But... Six, 62421063, is it okay? <laughs> is it okay? Okay, to bring someone back from the dead to See, star in new stuff digitally. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's a very, very big difference between you know putting like Peter Cushing in, in Star like Wars Weekend at Bernie's. And, well, yeah, or you know a bit of voodoo magic, and mm. all of a sudden, boom, there's James Dean mm. walking around, mm. biting people, no. whatever. No, we're not talking about zombies. No. Is it okay to bring him back? Well, the thing that weirds me out, Kristen, is they're putting him in a movie about the Vietnam War, a mm. war. That hadn't even happened when he died. Mm. Isn't that creepy? 6242-1063. Is it okay to put dead people in movies? Peter and Kayleen, does this sit well with you? It does not, no. I think you're spot on with the, um, the, the, them not being able to make their own choices. Even though they've passed away, you're still taking away their free will. Mm. If you get an actor like Clint Eastwood, for example... And even though he's not passed away, but if you were to go and put him digitally into another movie, I'm yes. sure he'd have a problem with it. Mm. I oh. think James Dean would as well. I hadn't thought of that. Very true. Like, imagine, let's just imagine for a second that Clint Eastwood died, mm. right? Which, you know, I mean, everybody dies. Uh, and then a couple of years later, they put him in a romantic comedy. He would he exactly. would rise from the dead exactly. to haunt the people who did that to him, <laughs> wouldn't he? You're right. Exactly. And imagine... Exactly. And we don't- Sorry, you go, Peter. About this movie as well, so we don't know if James Dean would want to do it. Yes. Well, apparently, it's a Vietnam War era film called Finding Jack, yes. and I'm I'm guessing that there'll be a bloke in it called Jack uh, yes. that they're trying to find. I just think of the young up and coming actor who also went for that role, and them getting the phone call from their manager going, "Yep, yep, how did I go?" 
No, we gave oh, it to James Dean. They, they chose the hologram? Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks very much. But isn't that the same thing as being a radio announcer these days and applying <laughs> for a gig and then they go, oh, no, we, we gave <laughs> we, it to a dude from Big Brother? <laughs> we chose Sam Frost. Kristen and Nights for breakfast on Mix 106.3. Uh, right now, a segment called... All of you people... You're all idiots. Yeah, got to send a special shout-out, Kristen, to the Brains Trust out there who are all riled up Mm. over the news that Vegemite was making a change earlier this week. Right. Uh, Outraged morons across this wide brown (laughs) land have taken to social media to complain after finding out that Vegemite will now be labelled as vegan. Right. Uh, you heard right, friends. Everyone's favourite yeast extract is now officially 100% vegan friendly. But here's the thing. Mm. The recipe has not changed in any way. Mm. It's exactly the same as it always has been. You see, Vegemite, by virtue of its recipe, has always been vegan friendly. Right. They've just never mentioned it until now. Mm. So to make life easier for vegan people, crafters decided to slap a, a note on the label to let them know that it's cool for them to eat without them having to read through the whole list of ingredients. And <laughs> that's how, if you ever want to spot a vegan at the supermarket, mm. the vegan is the one standing there reading the back of yes. every label, yes. intently scanning it. Right. And all this does is stop them from having to go to that sort of hassle. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So they, it's exactly the same, just a, a new little sticker on the label. Yeah, mm. at a, at a, in much the same way as something you might say 100% fat-free. Yes. Or whatever. This is just, you know, mm. vegan-friendly. Don't worry, though. Uh, none of this has stopped slack-jawed, knuckle-dragging morons from jumping on Facebook to whine and complain about the, the heinous injustice. Mm. Um, even though the recipe hasn't changed, uh, one bloke on Facebook wrote, oh, God. If it's vegan, then it's not Australian Vegemite. What? What the? <laughs> Someone else wrote, what the? Oh, next minute it'll be peanut butter. I hear the pressure is on for them to remove the butter from it. Railed another person. Oh. Yeah, dude, there's butter and peanut butter. Good job. You absolute genius. Being outraged that Vegemite is vegan-friendly, Kristen, is a little bit like being upset when someone tells you that water has zero calories in it. <laughs> Get as angry as you want, pal. It is what it is. And it always has been. To all the vegans out there, keep up the good work and enjoy your toast this morning. Should we, should there be a license? Because I feel like this is a, a problem that we're hearing about almost daily. There should be a license for people to use social media. <laughs> and when you're a moron, we take away your license. We've got a license for everything else. Have you been on the roads lately? Mm, true. Doesn't work. Kristen and Nights for breakfast on Mix 106.3. Time to play back part one of our chat mm. with Rob Thomas. Yeah! We got to have a chat to him after the show yesterday. So good. Uh, he's a lovely man mm. and he's playing tonight at the AS Arena. Check it out. Kristen, our next guest was born in Germany and raised in South Carolina. He's written songs for Willie Nelson, Mick Jagger and Mark Anthony. He's even had time to start his own band, sing a few songs for himself and win a couple of Grammys. He and his wonderful wife are both animal lovers and have started their own charity called the Sidewalk Angels Foundation. They help those less fortunate pay medical bills. Hell, the charity even helps rehome abused and abandoned animals. Oh, His nana sold moonshine out of her corner store in a gas station. He plays video games and he's here in town to sing you some songs at the AIS Arena tonight. Please put your mitts together for one of the friendliest and loveliest chaps you'll ever meet, Mr. Rob Thomas, ladies and gentlemen! 
I think you guys just covered it. I think we're good now, so I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, mate, Rob, thanks very much for your time. The only thing Knight <laughs> didn't put in his opener was the bit where he forged your signature oh. and then gave it to the cops. Are you going to apologise for that or, you know what, I'll just, I'll colour it in for Rob. Please do. What I, happened? Listen, I appreciate that kind of ingenuity. Oh, what no, happened? It's, it's legit, this man. Is, this is actually legit. So many, many moons ago, how many years ago, now? I'm going to say back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you were in town in Canberra for a gig. Mm. I think it was a proper Matchbox 20 gig back in those days. And Nige met you and got you to sign his guitar. But something somewhere has gone wrong and the texter that you used was a whiteboard marker. On a shiny guitar. And it started to rub off. So what Nige has done was he got a different texter and went over your signature and then has gifted that guitar with your signature to our local cops who then, I believe... They auctioned it off for charity. Auctioned it off for charity. Well, but you know what? I think that what the, whoever wound up getting that guitar mm. didn't realize that really what they got was super special because they got me and you right. on there. I mean, I am an international song stylist, and you are an Australian legend. So I think that these people, they got more than they bargained for. Oh, my God. Yeah, cop that. <laughs> cop that, Kristen. Rob, I, um, I actually, before I even knew we were going to be interviewing you today, I was in my office at home mucking around on YouTube looking at some cool acoustic versions of songs that I love, and, you know, you're going down that YouTube. YouTube rabbit hole. Ended up finding a bunch of videos of you guys performing live and acoustically over the years, which I absolutely love. And a lot of it focused on you as you were singing. And I have a weird question for you based on that. Where do you go when you're singing these songs? I can see it. You're A lot of artists look down at the crowd mm. and engage with them directly. A lot of the time, though, when you're singing, you seem to be staring off into the distance and you're somewhere, man, and you're loving every second of it. But where is it you're going during those moments? Yeah, that's a, that's a hard question, I think. I mean, I, it's, it really is, I think, it's something just over the years that I've, I've just gravitated to because it just it takes me to a certain place that, that it's, still, it's still kind of new every time. Like, I could have certain songs. I always think, like, there's certain songs that I'm okay if I never hear again, right, that I've, I wrote 20 years ago or like something yeah. off the first record. And if I never hear it again, I'm fine, but I still love to sing it. Because I just think that if you're in a room with with people, and you're you're sharing this, it, it's 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 fully a shared experience, and everyone there is having that same moment, and you're a part of that, and they're a part of that, and it's just one giant kind of organism that's moving together. And I never am not amazed by it. Like every night that it happens, and I think that when you do something like acoustic, you're really breaking some of these songs down and taking away the production and taking away everything except for the thing that you came with and the thing and, and you know the, uh, just the melody and that lyric. And so a lot of times when you're doing those versions, you're kind of transported back to wherever you were when you wrote it and what you wrote it about. And then sometimes. Even more so, I think, you know, you're not the same person now. I'm not the same person at 47 than I was at 37 or that I was at 27. So a lot of times I have certain songs that I wrote back then about loss and love and heartache, but they were probably just pure speculation, you know. And then I got older and I started to have things that I really loved and things that I, I, that I didn't want to lose. And so I think maybe sometimes those songs start to take on a whole new meaning for me anyway. Speaking of things that you love, obviously we've done a, a fair bit of reading about you, but Nigel was telling me this amazing story about how when you kiss your wife for the very first time you just you knew in that moment that you never wanted to kiss another woman ever again is that true yeah we just had our 20th anniversary and it's still it's still pretty true oh um, we're, we're still we're still friends um she uh yeah it was really funny like i told her on our first date that we were watching a movie and i, jo I told her that uh a song came on and i told her that that was going to be the song that she walked down the aisle in our wedding on oh 
Uh, and you know oh. what? That was either going to go one or two, one of two ways, and my friend. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, she didn't run. Like, she didn't start screaming and running away from the crazy man. And so I thought, oh, I got one. I got a live one. <laughs> a good uh, result. Uh, Rob, the first time I ever interviewed you was many, many years ago um, in this, this very building I'm sitting in right now. And at the time, you were very excited because you had just taken delivery back home of your brand new Xbox. I think it was the Xbox One when it first came out, maybe the Xbox 360 if it was long ago. And you couldn't wait on that tour to get home and play some games. Are you still gaming, Rob, is my question. No, you know what I did? I, so in the same room in my, in my house where I have like a TV and, and my video game set up, yeah. I also have my studio right next to it. And so I find that I have less and less free time, as, as you do when you get older. And if I find a minute, I usually gravitate towards the studio side and a lot less toward the gaming side. I also smoke significantly less pot than I used to smoke. <laughs> and I think that has something to do with it as well. I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. It's not the answer I was looking for, but thanks for your honesty nonetheless. <laughs> uh, Nige is a massive gamer, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I really, I love it, and my son. It's great because my son is now 21. So my mm. son, when he finishes games, he sends them to me. So I've got these oh, games. Cool. I just never get a chance to play them as much as I want to. <laughs> That's so Second-hand cool. copies love it. All right. Well, tonight, ladies mm. and gentlemen, you've either already got a ticket or you're probably not going to get one. Mm. Um, either way, Rob Thomas is in town at the AIS Arena. Enjoy it if you're off to the show. If yes. not, just go and watch him on YouTube. He's an amazing artist. Rob, as always, mate, thanks for your time and uh, and keep being awesome, buddy. Thanks, guys, man. I really appreciate your help. Kristen and Nights for Breakfast on Mix 106.3.